Yo, Mike, unmute it, bro. Yeah, I already did. You can't fucking jazz me, bro. <laughs> jazz me, bro. Oh, oh, shit. Music remind me of. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Now this seems like it is for your speed right here. Damn, bro, this is that smooth shit, bro. I feel like if you was, uh, this would be your theme music walking down the street if you was born in 1968. 
just sprayed this nigga with water in between scenes because he was not sweating for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe America. Muscles or nothing. Nothing, bro. Fucking workout, fucking king in the 80s, 90s. That's crazy. All right, just working. And one, and two, and three, and four. Squeeze your cheeks now. One, two. Yo, present to you the magic think tank podcast i am frank also known as tank hey i'm magic also known as kamal and this is episode motherfucker 27 of the magic think tank podcast now we are brought to you by cover city mechanical inc your hvac and plumbing specialist in san diego california also we are brought to you by first place loser clothing brand go ahead and, and, and type in first place loser go over to the site new designs dropped Collect the, collect your new designs today. Part of new collection and also triple seven clothing line on Amazon.com. Now Magic, let, let them know where they can find us, bro. Bro, for the potters out there, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on motherfucking Apple Podcasts. All you gotta do is either type in Kamal Johnson or the Magic Think Tank. Bam, we pop right the fuck up. For my tubers out there, Kamal Johnson ENT, look it. Y'all adults, y'all know what the fuck to do. I ain't telling y'all what to do at all when it comes to this YouTube shit. Y'all know we've been around for hella years. Fuck all that. Yes, sir. Now, let me ask you something, Young Magic. Do you got a, 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 a motherfucking slap of the day for me? Yes, I do. And uh, this slap. Yo, this song be making you think, though, bro. Like, you feel me? It makes uh, you thick? Not thick, nigga. Come on, bro. <laughs> I didn't know what you said, nigga. I'm asking the question. Yeah, it sounds no, like you said this bro. song makes you thick. Think. <laughs> okay. Think, bro. So that's what you say. No, this is by Kai off his album Descendants of Cain. So yeah, bro, this is some religious shit, bro. You know what I mean? And the song okay. called Sins of the Father featuring Rock Marciano. Let's slap this shit, bro. These are the children of Israel, the afflicted, the hopeless, the oppressed. Still with my heart in the face of ridicule, ways left a bad taste from the bitter dough. Just feeling what I know, eat, they have a better fuel. Giving pills past the fear, had to get a tool. So too much to have blind faith. Showers laced for sour grapes. Insane at the wrong place. Long lines of stagnation. Made a mind race. Being lost like this. How you when they can find space? Course for my life to alter. Had to sacrifice. Days be as forced to fast. Pray for happy nights. Truthfully, won't see the future. Moving with parasites. With mentors, I can't just walk. Got bad advice. Say that line, nigga. The only peace we got Oh, 
That was Kai off his album, Descendants of Cain, Sins of the Father. Okay. okay, okay. I didn't even know uh Rock Marciano was still still uh still rapping like that. Yeah, bro, he's still in the game, bro. You know I mean? Yes, How sir. You about that? Uh I mean I, I wish that I could uh I, I would that was one of the songs you gotta like listen to multiple times, you know what I'm saying? To kind of pick up everything because that's more like a lyrical song than like a, a a party song or a more contemporary like faster speed song so i would definitely have to hear that again now nah, but be able to... what like the title itself though sins of the father you think that shit real that that we have to uh pay for the sins of our forefathers yeah or just uh, like fathers in general no no, nah, I, I think I think that in in certain ways, right, that is is the truth because whatever is built before you, obviously, you are able to compound and build on it. So, like, if your your father does great things and you know leaves you house, cars, you know, money, then obviously, you know, you are more likely to be successful now. But if your dad's in jail or you know did a bunch of stupid stuff then you know your life is harder for you to kind of dig yourself out of the situation you know that was given to you basically so in a sense yes in, in one sense in, in, in that financial sense yes do i believe like there's some you know spiritual thing that i have to pay for that you know my grandfather did no and the reason why i say that is because all these happy white people running around right now they damn forefathers then did some bullshit <laughs> they thought they were doing godly shit though they used the bible in that way though yeah but you could use the bible in any way that that's the thing about it you know what i mean like people have taken the word you know of god 
you know, you know, Hitler did it, uh, you know, like all, you know, Mussolini, like all of these great, you know, communist leaders that caused the most damage and the most death and destruction use the, use the Bible. So I, I think that's a book that, you know, depending on how it's translated and how, you know, what verses you choose to pick out of it, you know, you can make it mean literally whatever you want to make it mean. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So it's like you could do that with any book, right? I mean, <laughs> you could you could say that. Wait a oh, and the hat book, though. <laughs> yeah, you could you could pull a random ass line out of the cat the hat, right, and just be like, "Oh, this book this book's about you know a fish in a fishbowl because they had a fish in a fishbowl in the book, right?" So, <laughs> so I mean, you you can you can definitely do that. You you could choose to take out whatever if you're going to pick out pieces. The Bible is yeah. one of the only books where they pick out pieces, and that's because that's how the Bible's broken down, right? Mm-hmm. In chapter and verses and you know lines. So it's easy to pick out one chapter, one verse, one line, go over it and make that be, you know, your reasoning behind doing X, Y, or Z. And especially depending on how it was translated. So the, the, the Bible's been translated in several languages and you know means different things across the you know, across the globe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. What do you think? I do, I do think we pay for the sins of our father. In a, in a spiritual sense. In a sense, yeah. How so? so. Like, hmm. I feel like the shit that our father does spiritually drains down in us. Elaborate though. So, I can I elaborate this? We take my dad for example. All right. Uh huh. This this nigga has an anger problem, right? Uh huh. For anger problem. And that shit made him do bad shit. But he never, like, really dealt with the shit. Yeah. That shit spilled over into me. I have anger issues. Well, yeah, now we're talking... But now we're talking about genetics. And that and that's completely... Or, like, spiritual. Well, that's that's a, that's a genetic trait, right? Um, so, I mean, that's that's how... That's a genetic trait from, from your parents. I mean, we all have those... Um, you know, for, from our parents. So that, that's, that's something different. So yeah. In, in that sense, like uh, it's, it's not uncommon for, you know, all entire family to have anger issues. You know what I mean? We all, we all have that one family on the block where it's like, Oh, nobody fucking with that family, that family crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's because that's how genetics work. And it's not just genetics. It's being a product of your environment to a certain extent as well. So okay. if you're around that, that's what built you. If, if anger is what built you, then you're going to be angry. You think happiness, you, but, yeah. but you think like genetically that's passed down though, like anger? Yeah. Like, what, about, what about greed then? Yeah, greed is passed down. All of that shit is passed down. I mean, you look at Genetic? you look at these 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 families that the the, the top tier uh, families, right? And yeah. like all the motherfuckers is greedy. They never stop being greedy. You know, you look at the Rothschilds and stuff like that. They, they just pass that shit down. The next generation is greedy, and that's just 
because that's what they're around. You know, they're around dads, uncles, aunties, grandparents who are all greedy, you know, and they live for money. Then, you know, they act, they develop those same exact traits because it, 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 go, it comes to trying to make your parent proud. Right. In, in that sense, yeah. you know, you you've uh, you watched the show Billions before, right? Yeah. Billions is a shit. And, yeah. And you see how that happens. You know, it's just it's the competition. It's a sibling rivalry. It is a parent pushing their kid to be like them. And if their kid's not like them, then, you know, telling them that they're not shit, you know. So it's it leads back to these kids trying to please their parents in a certain way. Now, you do have some kids. There, There's always a straight story. Some kids are like, I don't give a fuck about your money. I don't want none of that. But typically, you know, if you go through through, this, through the standard, you know, people are, are just trying to make their parents happy. They're trying to, you know, live, um, you know, a life that their parents would be proud of, basically. Mm. And, you know, so it, it, it's not quite the same with anger, obviously, because with anger, it's just reactionary. You, you watch, you see how people, your parents react to the situation. Um, it's all, it's all like that. Right. So, so if your parents are like cowards, right. Then you're more likely to be a coward because your parents don't want to confront things. So you're going to be, you know, more amicable and you're not going to try to, you know, cause waves or cause friction. But is that, is that nature or nurture though? Like, is that a genetic, is that a genetic trait? Like being a fucking coward? That's nurture. That dude, you know what I mean? That's, that's nurture. That's not nature. It, it, you know what I mean? Well, well, your your parents. See, it's all about the the world that's created. We all live in bubbles, right? So our household is a bubble. And if if it's cowardice in the household, and everybody is like afraid of of you know any kind of confrontation, then more likely you're going to be that same fucking way too, because that's what you're around all the time. It's just like. Who you people? Your parents always say, "Oh, you hang out with the wrong crowd, right?" Because that's what formulates you. If you hang out with a bunch of thugs and shit like that, you're more likely to be a thug. If you hang out with a bunch of nerds and geeks that read books, you're more likely to be a nerd or geek that read, you know, reads books all the time. So you're in in that sense, you're a product of your environment. You know what I mean? Now, you know, can that change? Whether you know, like, say, you were born and then you like you're adopted into a family. you know that that's something that's completely different, uh, and that changes your environment. And you know, I mean, you could still have some of those traits that are passed down genetically to you. Okay. But more likely, you're going to adopt whatever it, what that adoptive family, you know, how you know made your surroundings like. Yeah. So, what did Kivi say? He said, "What about the parents that live vicariously?" Damn, nigga, I didn't know you knew words like that. <laughs> <laughs> You think Frank and Maul? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. shit, nigga. What the fuck? Hey, we got our first fucking super chat. Thank you, Kiwi. Thank Fine. you, Kiwi, y'all. appreciate you, up, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Let's get it. But yeah, I mean, parents always live vicariously through their children, right? I mean, if you look at parents that are like you know, we're, we're athletes in high school, right? We're decent athletes and they could have made it, but didn't necessarily have it. Yeah. Now look at, and then you see their kids. Look at, look at the sports, like look at the NFL, look at the NBA. You'll see most of them have family members that were decent division one athletes, but can never get over that hump. So their yeah. parents push them. They push them to, to, to do that, to live that dream 
mm-hmm. so that they could live through their kids. Now, me, you know, with my children, obviously I, I hooped, but I'm not going to force my kids to do anything that they don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like if if my kids aren't completely in love with the sport or something like that, then I'm not going to force them to do it. Now, if they get into it, they're going to have to finish out a season. You're not going to quit, right? Yeah, I got but you. you're going, you're, I'm not going to force you to live any dreams. So if you want to play badminton, if you want to play the fucking flute, the recorder, if you want to be a professional violin player, whatever you want to be, if you want to be in a philharmonic, whatever you want to be, I'm going to support you 100%. Yeah. But most parents are not like that, unfortunately, bro. Most parents, you know, if they had a little taste of victory, they want to continue that victory and see their kids achieve a lo- certain level of success, you know. And uh, it, it kind of it, it's sad in a sense because kids never really get to be their true selves. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. <laughs> You got to read that. <laughs> Frank, you know you got that jump shot from me. All right, Dukes. All right, Dukes. <laughs> Never. <laughs> nah, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, it, it, it's sad to see in a certain extent, right? Like, kids never, but at the same time, sometimes that, that creates, a you know, level of success for a child that would ne- wouldn't necessarily know where to go because a lot of us, you know, a- after a certain, you know, period of life, don't know what destination we want to be in. So some people are very good at having somebody pick that destination for them. Yeah. Then reaching it rather than, you know, having to come up with what they want to be, what they want to do, and then actually achieving and executing those plans. So, yeah, man, execution of plans, bro. Shit. I feel like you choose your own happiness or hatred regardless of genetics. Not saying genetics don't play a part in it. Um, I mean, yeah, you 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 do choose your own happiness and hatred. I'm not saying, you know, that you don't choose that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if your parents are more apt to anger because of some things, then you're going to be a little bit more apt to anger because that's what you see. You That's what you learn regardless, subconsciously. You, you know, you see, oh, shit, you know, this is how I should react to things. If your parents are fighters, then you're going to be a fighter. You know what I mean? That's just the way it happens. If your parents aren't, more likely you aren't going to be. Like I said, there there are outliers to that. Then that's not simply, you know, necessarily always the rule because there is ex- there are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. Uh, except yeah, like in math. That. Yeah. But if you if we're talking about generalizations, I'd say for the most part, it's, you know, quick to anger, you know, or, you know, quick to, you know, happiness or whatever is a learned behavior. Mm. Okay. What did Kiwi say? You want to put that up? Uh, she said, he said, I agree with Sarah also. However, I think that choosing of happiness happens later in life with the child adult comes into themselves. Yeah. So a child definitely changes. uh Changes the person who you are. He also said, I spent a lot of time trying to please people and then said, fuck that shit. I need to do me trying to uh, to please pe- too many people, including parents. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, you we get one motherfucking life, fam. We get one life, dog. Yeah. Your life before kids should be, you know, obviously trying to find yourself and what truly makes you happy. 
Yeah. Then after you have kids, you can still have that, but your kids' happiness should be in front of you know or adjacent to your happiness. Yeah, true that. I and that's what we get lost a lot of times because parents continuously try to make themselves happy. That's over their kids, so they go out to clubs, they go out partying, they're trying to find all of this stuff, and you know they forget that their focus should be on their child. You know, we all know people like that, you know, and it's not bad to to go do things and, and, and do you every now and then. But if you're doing that shit every weekend, you know, dropping the kids off at grandma, grandpa house yeah. you know, every Friday and picking them up on Sunday night, you know, you, you might want to re- reevaluate some things because, you know, kids, kids are very impressionable and, you know, they'll resent you for that a lot of times. They notice that shit right off the jump. You feel me? Knowing that shit. It's like, you know, man, it make no damn sense. So Sarah says, in that case, uh, both my mom and I will be filled with hatred and anger because that's my grandmother. Like I said, they're outliers. You guys just happen to be outliers of the situation. You know, Uh, my mom says uh, behavior is definitely learned. We have to decide whether the behavior we've observed is acceptable. Yeah. So a lot of times the children were impressionable. So we accept the behavior as being the type of behavior that you should have, you know. And again, Sarah you know, like I said, there's an exception to every rule. You guys just happen to be the exception. Like my dad was was a, you know I don't talk a lot about my my childhood on here. You know I had a rough childhood. My dad was not a great person, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't have the traits that he had. Right? I don't I don't do the things that he did. Yeah. Because of that, some of us push back because of that, right? Because we don't want want to be that person. Yeah. So we choose to go the opposite way. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, again, it was an outlier. Most people in my situation are in jail right now because their sins of their forefathers, like you were talking about before, because of how their dad was. Uh They adopted that same thing. And my my dad was in and out of prison throughout my childhood. Um, You know, they, they adopt that same mindset. You know, they're quick to, you know, quick to violence or quick to anger. And they continuously perpetuate that. That's why they say break the cycle. Somebody has to break the cycle. You guys just have to be the ones that break the cycle. And that's awesome. Hopefully that continues. I'm trying to be the one that breaks the cycle. My kids are, you know, everything to me. And I would never do something that would pull me away from from my children. So I chose to break the cycle in in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to grow something so that my children, again, don't have the struggles that I had as a youth. Break the cycle. Right. So, you know, this is more of one of the the intricate conversations we've had at the beginning of a, of a pod, but I know bro, um, I'm I'm, I'm stoned. That's why (laughs) my brain is like racing. No, it's all good. You know, I, like I said, I I appreciate the, the, you know, the introspective conversation. And uh, I definitely think that uh, not enough people think about things like that. Cause when you start thinking about like, how your parents were and you know the things you liked about you know your parents and the things you did not like about um <laughs> goddamn pot questions Kiwi says you know but but that helps you decide the person you 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 can be and want to be when you pick out those things that you found happiness from as a child you know, as a parent, you know, as a child, and then as a parent, you know, like what your kids might like, 
you know, that type of person. And then you could also self self reflection is what a lot of people are missing as well. Yeah, they miss that a lot in life. Yeah, it's like, all right, what did I do in this situation? How did I perpetuate X, Y, or Z? How can I be better next time? And then people don't talk to their kids normally enough. And the last thing I always say, people don't apologize to their kids. And I always apologize. If I'm wrong, I apologize to my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, I, if I'm like yelling at my daughter for doing something and then, you know, my, my wife comes in and she's like, this nigga gave another super sticker. Nigga. Hell yeah. Appreciate oh, you, dog. Baby, we in the money now. Yes, sir. Thanks, Keith. We appreciate you. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I spend a lot of time reflecting on, on, on conversations I've had and things that I've done, you know, with my children, because, again, I want I want them to have a happy childhood. You know, yeah, I do, because I realize how important these years, the formative years are to the adults you're going to be and the resentments you're going to have later in life. They say the formative years for a child is between the age of zero to eight. Or yeah, I said, yeah. Zero. Well, yeah, that's I mean, it's like when you're born, you just zero. Yeah, so I mean, I get, I guess you are zero. Yeah, you really are zero when you're born. How is your son? He's zero. <laughs> hey, bro, everybody's I, a fucking I zero. I fucking said start. that before, bro, because I'd be like, oh my, oh my son's two days old, three days old, blah blah. Nah, he's zero. Wait a minute, you really think about it, bro? That's equality. That's how every person equal. Your age started at zero, nigga. You zero, nigga. You a fucking zero. God damn, bro. That's a cold breaker if I can't say you start, you start thinking about it like that, bro. It's like, nigga, you all zeros when we start in this bitch. You don't care about your sex, your race, none of that shit. Yo, you zero, nigga. Yeah, Kiwi says, y'all be smooth, man. I got to finish my shift. All love. And Frank, remember, real homies don't let the homies mess with girls with clogged shoes. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what happens in Vegas? Stay in Vegas, bro. I'm not going to. We're not talking about that, bro. But yeah. <laughs> that was a good fucking time out there, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Be easy, man. We appreciate the donos, man. And, and thank you for stopping through, man, when you had time during your shift. We appreciate you. Thank you, brother. But yeah, yeah, man. So speaking of kids, man, I've been kind of pondering some things, right? Ponder, man. So I've been pondering things more towards, you know, my, my girl, my kids are big Disney fans. And, you know, over the last few days, you know, to seeing commercials for things and stuff like that. Yeah, I started wondering some shit, right? What you been pondering, bro? So I was wondering, like, so Cinderella. Okay. Right. So yeah. she went to the, you know, she got fitted from her fairy godmother. Went yeah. to the fucking, you know, perfectly, perfectly fitted, tailored dress, shoes, bonnet, everything. Went to, got her shit on, she and had then a she, whatever the fuck that little thing caught around her head. <laughs> then, then at the end of the night, her fucking shoe falls off. If everything fit perfectly, how the fuck your shoe fall off, dog? <laughs> Come on, man. Nigga, she not even hooping. I can see if she was hooping and nigga stepped on her shoe or on her heel and her <laughs> shoe came off. You know what I'm saying? But her shoe came off and, you know, that just doesn't seem to be right, bro. If everything's perfectly fitted, if the, if, a, if a fairy created your outfit, she gonna make your shoes too fucking big? Don't even bro. make sense to me, dog. So it's a couple things right there. One, did the fairy fuck up? Was it a fuck up fairy? Well, maybe or, it was a fuck up fairy, or the fairy put put that in place on purpose so that things can formulate. 
So, so that's one Disney thing I was pondering. The second thing is if, if Pinocchio says, my nose is about to grow, what's going to happen? His fucking... Wait a minute. He's going to grow a lot, so it's growing anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my nose is going to grow. But if it doesn't grow, wait a minute. It's like, okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, bro. That shit is because most is like a circle of yeah, like, bro. wait a minute. I want to go back to the Cinderella shit, though, bro. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead back. Let's go back. Okay. The fairy god godmother could have fucked up. But Cinderella, could she have done that on purpose? Because once she's trying to get the princess like attention. Well, she was trying to get it. She had she, he was he was on it. He chose already, you know. He had already chose up inside the club. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So he was he was running out trying to see hey, where she go. And why did the fucking the slipper break anyway? The motherfucker was glass and it rolled down the goddamn steps. It did. <laughs> there was a glass slipper that fell off, fell and rolled down the step. That motherfucker should have broke to begin with. It should have shattered. So there's a bunch of shit that don't even make sense within this story. If you really want to dig into this, you know what I mean? Man, that made so, me think, man, these Disney writers be high, bro. They be writing shit like, yo, bro. Make, make this shit where the glass slipper that the fairy godmother is supposed to be perfect with has been perfect with all her life. All of a sudden, when a man comes around, shit goes in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, so, so Duke says, why didn't the shoe change like everything else? Great point. Nothing else changed. Like everything stayed, everything stayed the fucking same, right? So Sarah says, or did the food that you fall off because it was a 12? <laughs> oh, because oh, it was 12. Nah, because everything else just changed back to what it was. I thought she said it was a 12, like she was out there dunking basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Damn, she got them shack feet. But is that a glass surfboard or a glass slipper? What the hell is going on here? Oh, I want to go back up to... Uh, to so real quick, I want to go back up to Sarah's previous statement. So it says, can we please start calling parents and grandparents and older people out for di- being disrespectful and rude? You not doing that? I've been doing that. <laughs> I've been doing that. You old bastards. <laughs> you're, no, you're not about to, to be rude or disrespectful to me as a grown-ass person. You know? As a kid, I may have tolerated that because that's just what it was. That's how we were raised in a black community, you so always respect your elders, regardless of what your elders were were right. And you let the you know you let your parents argue that out with them or yeah. whoever it is. But when eighteen hit, Grandpa, what's up, nigga? <laughs> the conversation was a little different. Yeah, bro. Like, what's up? What we doing? Because again, you know, respect is something that's earned. Yeah. As an adult, you know, as a child, you earn it. From us, just by being older, you know that that's what we were taught. If they're older than you, they have more life experience. You respect them. Now that didn't stop, you know, my parents or you know my uncle's auntie or my older cousins from getting in somebody's ass. Yeah, you know. But you got. I mean, I don't see a problem with it. You got. You got to call people out for their bullshit, regardless how old. Now I might give somebody uh, like a pass, you know, like a little bit, just like all right, grandma, whatever, you know, like, but. 
don't get too far into your bag because I'll light your ass up too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, uh, hey, we're elderphobic. <laughs> elderphobic, yeah. But that's that's what we were taught. Again, that was something that's learned in our community only. Yeah. Because you your elders at all costs. Yeah. Even if they call you a bitch ass nigga. Yeah. You better and, respect that. And minority communities only. Yeah. Because because fucking uh you know uh little Kevin from up the street been calling his mama bitches he was eight years old (laughs) stay out of my fucking room mom I hate you bitch (laughs) mom we're out of fucking toasted strudels bitch I'll kill you like they've been doing that shit. Right now, mom, damn it, I'm gonna lose that halo if you don't bring them in here. Like they've been doing that shit. And we, we all know you that. know how we know because we heard it when we played fucking Halo. Yeah, we heard Billy <laughs> and Timmy get a little fucking out of control. Come on, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then they call their mom by their first name too. Yeah. And that was the wildest shit to me as a kid, nigga. I'm like, what is going on? Get, get out of here, Susan. Leave me the fuck alone, Susan. Close my door behind you. Like, what? <laughs> Shit, bruh. Made no sense. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let's go to uh let's go to Ellie's statement. This uh her shoe had her shoe had no straps and she was running down the steps. I definitely lost the hill running around around drunk. I fell out. Okay. Oh, so you think that Cinderella might have been drunk, huh? <laughs> you think she was sipping, huh? No, but it makes sense. She ran down the steps. That's why she lost her shoe. Oh, the shoe was made of glass, motherfuckers. Didn't break. <laughs> right. It would have broken. How many steps was she running down? Wait a minute. Did Disney ever disclose that? How many steps was it? I don't know. I'm about to. We're gonna have to watch this shit. We're gonna have to have a play by play. How many steps she ran down? Because this is a bullshit. We need to get to the bottom of this shit today. <laughs> Fucking Disney, bro. <laughs> and Pinocchio, bro. If he said his nose was going to grow, would it grow? I don't know. That's like I a, don't know. That's a mind fuck. God damn. I'm telling you so. Sarah says, I understand respect your elders, but if you're being disrespectful to me in my house, I'm saying something. Shit. It could be at their house. It could be at the Piggly Wigglies. It could be at Payless Shoe Source. It could be at Ross Dress for Less. If you wilding <laughs> and saying, you know, if you saying some shit that's hella disrespectful, again, like I said, if you're older than me, I might give you one pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, my bad. You know, like maybe I'll bump into you or something. <laughs> oh, watch, watch where you're going. All right, cool. My bad. Back on up. You know, give you your six feet. But then if you, you know, turn around like next time, don't bump into me, then I'm gonna say, hey, fuck off. Be like, I'm going to have that bro, conversation. Bro, I'm going to shatter your kneecap. You better get the fuck back. You know what I'm saying? Old nigga in the kneecap and busting the dust. I'll tell you. <laughs> because you know me, bro. I'm very disrespectful. I mean, disrespectful. I'm very respectful of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I give people, because I don't like, you know, to get in confrontation. That's just not me. I'm yeah. not afraid of a confrontation, but I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Right? I like my life to be easy as possible. You know what I mean? You got it. You know, you had a bad day, and I understand. I get that. 
I think working, you know, in the public also helped me out with that a little bit, right? Yeah. But again, so there's there's a point of no return, you know. Yeah, ass whooping no return. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to ass whooping island, nigga. Wow, they don't understand that island. I might not even what they I might just give them a pass by just slapping the taste out their mouth. <laughs> That's a pass. Oh shit. Isn't is a slap and no retaliation? Is that an ass whooping? No, nah, that's more of a bitching, we'll call it. Okay. A bitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just got a bitch, but I mean <laughs> People will test you up until that point, you know, and then it's like, oh shit, we slapping people. All right, I'm I'm good. You know what I mean? Like they, after they realize, like, oh, this nigga slaps people. I didn't know, you know. Typically, <laughs> this nigga stop. karate. Wow, <laughs> 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 nigga, <laughs> that's what Batman was doing back in the day when the old cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, he was slapping <laughs> the pal. Yeah, yeah, he, he was not closing his fist. Most Yo. disrespectful superhero. <laughs> But that was disrespectful not to close your fist on the nigga. Yeah. But if you ever notice, if you saw all the bad guys, they all were kind of stumbling to get back up. The nigga that got slapped stayed down the entire fight. Yeah, because he he got bitches over for him. <laughs> He's not knocked out or nothing. He just realized, like, damn, he just he does not respect anything about me as an individual, as a human being on this planet. If you slap something, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Slapping is Bro, like people had to die over that shit when they used to slap you with the glove. Like, yeah, like they challenged you to a duel. Like somebody had to get stabbed after that shit because you know sword, shit man. was supposed to go down. You hey, know, you know, you know what's fucking crazy? Batman was already whooping niggas' asses. He see one nigga's like, I'm just gonna slap him. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect to be mid fight and then slap just a nigga. Bro, I knew that's coming into the fight. Imagine getting your ass beat by the old Robin. You oh, know the Robin that used to just wear just the little little booty shorts. Yeah, <laughs> all he like his whole face was exposed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was basically fucking dressed like Peter Pan out there. He Come was. On, you can't you can't let this nigga. His only power was being able to fucking swing on the trapeze and shit. That's like it, nigga. There's not even no goddamn bars in here. He should you should be whooping his ass. He fuck around, bye, I'll be whooping your ass in the fucking, in the booty shorts, bro. That's too fucking funny, bro. Hey, bro, we got to get into this article, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into my article. All right, let's get into yours first, though. Yeah. Now, there is a, it's a sound bite that's about, let's see. This? Yeah, it should be a minute and, like, a, like a minute and 40 seconds. What the fuck is it saying? Uh, it should come up. Oh, right Why that shit just popped up like fucking? It's a, it's a commercial, and it should be ending in a couple seconds. Early this year, says Best Buy CEO Corey Barry. No, nah, that's not it. It's not it. Why next week, motherfuckers? All right, so uh, it must be this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. Go ahead and hit play on it. On Friday, October 8th, teachers at Carroll Alley in South Lake, Texas, were trained on new guidelines. For hit, the, uh, hit the mute button because it's, it's, I think it's muted. Who said that? I think so many. Black Friday has always been Black Friday. That's not it. It's not it either? No, it's showing it right there, but like that's it right there. Press play. 
man, we we acting like old men right now. Like we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's clearly NBC's. I mean NBC's site. Mess. Oh, here I go right here. And yeah. you are in the middle of a political mess, and so we just have to do the best that we can. And so we're going to go and we're going to do. You're going to do what you do best, and that's to teach kids. I think we're always really terrified. I, I think you are terrified, and I wish I could take that away. I, I do. I can't. I can't do that. You are professionals. We hired you as professionals. We trust you with our children. So if you think the book is okay, then let's go with it. And whatever happens, we will fight it together. We will. There's a lot of districts that are in the exact same spot we're in. And no one knows how to navigate these waters. I mean, no one. As you go through, just try to remember the concepts of 3979 and make sure that if, if, if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has a closing that has go ahead and stop it right there all right so for for those of you guys that could not necessarily make out what exactly she was saying at the end um so <laughs> she was saying that make sure if you have a book on the holocaust that you have one that has opposing views to the Holocaust. Petty. <laughs> right? So this is South Lake, Texas. So a top administrator with the Carroll Independent School District in South Lake advised teachers last week that if you have a book about the Holocaust in their classroom, they should also offer students access to a book from an opposing perspective, according to an audio recording obtained by NBC. Um, so <laughs> basically... got read her name, bro. She sound like a... Uh, so, um... Is she. <laughs> so Gina Petty, <laughs> the Carroll Schools District's Executive Director of Curriculum and Instructions, made the comment Friday after afternoon during a training session in which books teachers uh, on which books teachers can have in the classroom libraries. Um, the training came four days after the Carroll School Board responding to a parent's complaint, <laughs> voted to reprimand a fourth grade teacher who had kept an anti-racism book in the classroom. So not only <laughs> are, are are the 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 CRT people, you know, states trying to blot out all racist history throughout <laughs> this country, but apparently across the fucking globe. So anything racist that happened across the fucking globe cannot no longer be taught in these places in which critical race theory has been a trending topic in which they've decided not to talk about in classes. Now, in my perspective, this is going to make things a million times worse. And why is it going to make things a million times worse? They, they think that if you don't talk about it, eventually, you know, the, the reason why we've developed a hatred towards um, you know, slavery because we learned about it. But if we didn't know about it, then we would have no idea that the uh, that oppressors exist. Right? <laughs> this is not like a stand-up right now. The book, like, like, okay, 
that is right though. If we don't know about it, yes. But it's like nigga, we have brains and like we have the fucking internet, dog. It's like okay, the internet exists in a world without where we would look. This would have worked when I was a kid. When all we had was the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, you know, with typewriters. That would that's that's when that shit would worked. Now that we have worked in, cause we it, cause our parents were taught us shit. That's who taught us about shit. Like it's passed down knowledge. Like my so, kids are gonna have a black children are gonna have a full understanding because I doubt, you know, outside of the black Republicans, if there's a parent that's gonna be like, you know what, I don't think that is the valuable information for my child to have to learn learn about uh you know racism or you know sexism or classism or any of the fucking isms. My kids are going to know about all of that. Why? Because that's the society that they fucking live in. They have to learn that these are going to be hurdles that they have to overcome. What you're doing is crippling children at this point. You're crippling your daughters. If you're not teaching about sexism and the fact that that exists, the fact that, you know, the contemporaries of of your child, when when they get older and they work, that their male counterparts are going to make more money than them. Yeah. And and the facts behind that and why, right? Mm-hmm. If you're black, your white counterparts are going to make more money than you. And why? You're you're less likely to get a fair shot at things. You're more likely to get pulled over by the police. You're more likely to go to jail, you know, at a longer rate if you commit a crime than your white counterparts. Like they need to understand this. <coughs> what age do you think they need to understand it? When they are able to leave the house on their own okay my daughter has to go to school every day she knows that these things exist now i'm not gonna beat it into her head like oh you know everything that you experience is racism i'm not but like when everything was going on with blm and everything i just had to sit down conversation with my daughter about this Mm -hmm. because she needs to know these things yeah they have to know that these things exist and to try to erase actual history Actual things that happen, actual things that are still <laughs> currently happen, they're still currently happening, is complete fucking bullshit. Yeah. And I would I want to go a little bit further into this to see if this is like a global thing, like if other countries are adopting this, or is it just here? Because I have no idea. Where even even the term critical race theory was just I didn't hear that shit to Donald Trump brought that shit up like a year ago. And he randomly brought that shit up. I thought he was talking about a car for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you see that new critical race theory on 20s? <laughs> that new CRT, baby. <laughs> Donald Trump. CRT. Sarah says, this is just further proof that racism is taught. But if uh, but if that your history is should be your history. What? <laughs> racism is taught but if that's that's your history you should know your history okay there we go that's what it says I, I understand now but yeah you should know your history because if you don't know your history what do we say it's bound to repeat itself right yeah. uh-huh. you know but they want to keep the Christopher Columbus lie right right Dukes yeah. right so, so we're going to, the story of the history of the United States is as follows. White people traveled the globe. They found a country in which people lived in. 
they were amicably accepted into the country and helped the Native Americans spread love and cheer across this great nation of America. And then we built airplanes and cars and we lived happily ever after. That's the story of the United States. That should sound like Cinderella. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's it's fiction, bro. I mean, it, it, it is fiction. It's it's fake news. It's science fiction. It's whatever you want to call it. It's a bunch of fucking garbage. And this is definitely going to come back to bite them in the ass. I don't even know how. I just know it will. Yeah. Like you, because you, at what point do you stop? You draw the line, you know? They don't want the kids to know anything about the bad shit. I, are they going to talk about World War II? Are they going to talk about, you know, when we dropped the fucking H-bomb, the first hydrogen bomb on other countries? And, you know, are, are we going to wipe that that slate clean? You know, we're, we're not going to talk about that because that looks bad that we killed thousands, tens of thousands of Japanese people. And that shit like bankruptcy. After seven years, you can wipe it clean. <laughs> How they yeah, that's 10 years ago. Yeah, that's 20 years ago. Get over it. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> that John Gruden email, 2011. <laughs> that's 10 years ago. Fuck out your feelings, nigga. Get over it. Oh, like, hey, listen. <laughs> listen, listen. Look, with, with, with that John Gruden thing, and I don't want to hardboard in for too long, right? But with that, Initially, when I first heard it, I'm like, "Oh, he just said a nigga got big lips." He said that shit ten years ago, like, bro, like it's funny to me. It was funny. It's like I would say a nigga had big lips too. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I can I can delineate that. Like that doesn't seem racist to me. When you just say a nigga got big lips, I'm sorry. Now, if you call him a big lip spear chucker, then that is racist in itself. But if a nigga just has large lips and you say, "Damn, that nigga got some big lips," it is what it is, right? So when I first heard that, but when I heard that it was a continuum of it, and he said a bunch of misogynistic, you know, racist, just vile things, he called the commissioner, the commissioner, the you know, uh, the F A G word several times. I, I don't want to get us pulled, so I I, I don't want to say what he said. Yeah, I got um, but yeah, but he called him that several times, and he used the whole <laughs> word. You know, a word that, you know, nobody, I haven't even heard that word in like 15 to 20 years. So I, and he was just using that shit freely in 2011. Um, but I mean, they, man, look, that man got what he deserved. Obviously, you know, all the shit that he was saying and I, tied in with my Washington football team, obviously sending emails to Bruce Allen, you know, mm-hmm. one of our team's general managers. Um, <laughs> but uh you know I, to me it's like bro all of that shit if you said like one email it's like okay like he just getting some shit off they had like 650,000 emails dog come on dog yeah <laughs> hell, come on. bro they got, they're not even releasing any more information about it this nigga so, had more emails than Hillary Clinton God. I'm telling you bro oh, fuck. where was this nigga coaching his team this nigga was he was using emails like tweets. That nigga be emailing in the middle of games to send out that many goddamn emails. He had to get that racist shit off, bro. He had to. It was like burning his soul. I gotta get this off my chest. <laughs> goddamn, it's weighing down on me. <laughs> wow. He was really the Gruden grinder. Bro, 
and to, to have something like that and then be so you know anti-gay, but you have something called the Groot's Grinders. Come on, fam. Come on, dog. Know, know your audience, dog. <laughs> I bet you some people tuned in to Groot, Groot's Grinders that was not looking for football plays. No, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh my god, bro! They're like, oh, this this is not what I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, bro! Good Lord. Yeah, but you know, you and I were kind of talking about that. Like, you know, you were like, "I'm not gonna, you know, be over that." Get, I'm not gonna talk about like tell somebody to get over some shit, bro. If it's some shit that you need to get over, like if I came to your house and you know spilled some fucking juice on your couch, and next year you still bringing that shit up after I done had it cleaned off and everything, nigga, get over that shit, fam. Get over it. But if it's something like as egregious as 650,000 emails and slavery in a Holocaust, you know, then, you know, there's, I don't think you can tell people to get over that shit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying shit, bro. I ain't saying get over nothing. Nope. Don't get over anything. I'm I not am. over it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, if you need to get over something, I'm going to tell you you need to get over it. Now, I can't make you get over it, obviously, right? I can only help you along. Yeah. That's it. But if you don't want to get over it, don't get over it. If you want to be stuck on some shit, be stuck on some shit. Niggas is acting like with this get over it shit, niggas be acting like you know, and you were talking about more towards like the John Gruden emails and, and racism and stuff like that when people are like, oh, get over slavery, blah, blah, blah. We'd be over slavery if you motherfuckers would let us be over it. And stop acting like, you know what I'm saying? Stop acting like we're we're less than in society. Yeah. Then we'd be completely over. We wouldn't even bring that shit up. We wouldn't even bring that shit up. But if I walk out the door, give us all my knee reparations. That's that Italian blood in you, bro. Reparations. And I have some Italian in me. Pause. Anyways. Ultimate pause. Nah, nigga, we don't pause over here no more. All unpause, nigga. Unpause the game. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look, I people sometimes people just need to get over shit. And but like if you let us forget it, we'll we'll for, we'll forget about it. If you just treat us as equal citizens, you know, and don't act like shit that we're talking about doesn't exist. But if I walk outside every day and a motherfucker is gonna hit me over the goddamn head with a baton. Then I'm gonna say something like, damn, nigga, stop hitting me with the goddamn baton over my head every time I walk out the door. Oh, nigga, that was yesterday. I'm not hitting you today. But nigga, you just hit me with the goddamn baton. Smash <laughs> I still got the knot on my head right fucking here, bro. What do you mean? Get over that shit, nigga. <laughs> get over it, nigga. You done had many of years to get over that shit. Okay. Right. So if my if my mom didn't live in a society where, you know, she wasn't heavily uh, you know, re- redlined and, and gone through racist shit. And then me as a child growing up in D.C. in the 80s and 90s, if I didn't grow, go through a bunch of shit, <clears throat> see a bunch of shit, and live a bunch of shit, then I would be over it. But frankly, you motherfuckers just won't let us get over it. Yeah, man. Don't just, oh, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to let you get your ass beat. We just ain't going to talk about it. That's what they want to do. They just don't want to talk about none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like sweep it under the rug. Yeah. 
Oh, they hit you in the stomach. Bye, you all. Oh, shut your bitch ass up, nigga. I don't give a fuck if that hurt it, nigga. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Shut up. Oh, damn. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. Well, so what you what you got for me, article wise? Oh man, hey man, this is gonna be a, a long episode, y'all. So y'all just look at we having fun tonight. This shit's been funny. <laughs> you feel me? All right, what I got tonight, bro, makes me think. This society ain't so much better right now. Oh, my God. A student punched her disabled 64-year-old teacher. The attack might have been inspired by TikTok. What did the 64-year-old teacher do? What did they do? Now, I need to know that. I need to know uh, all of that. What, what, what the teacher do? I need to know. We were just talking about this earlier. Look, disrespect could be met by disrespect. <laughs> hey, how did the elder shit? That's crazy. I didn't even peep that together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so what they do? <laughs> let's, all, read, let's, let's read this yeah, one. Let's read into this. This is by Letitia Beecham. Or Betcham, if you want to sound exotic. Uh, <laughs> a Louisiana te- teenager could face up. All right. Louisiana, New Orleans. All right. They were out out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a Louisiana teenager could face up to five years behind bars for assaulting a teacher, an attack that authorities say could have been inspired by a TikTok challenge. Oh. <sighs> Laura Anna Jackson. God damn it. <laughs> 18 was charged with felony battery of a school teacher after a video shared across social media showed her attacking a Coveton high school teacher on October 6th, police said. Oh. All right, let's get to the nitty gritty. Y'all know y'all niggas read like that too. Y'all be. <laughs> I forgot of his. He said nothing is Jackson's film action is a part of the stream that left teachers. Oh shit! Right here, Jackson's film actions are part of a string of similar incidents that have left teachers hurt. Administrators are on alert and elected officials calling for TikTok to take more accountability for the content on his fucking site. Earlier this month, a South Carolina teacher was struck in the back of the head in the name of the challenges. According to Lancaster County School District, a Springfield, Missouri teacher reportedly slapped by a student this week, an assault that school leaders said was motivated by the TikTok challenges. I keep fucking talking about these TikTok challenges and how TikTok is the devil and how TikTok take down certain shit that they shouldn't and they leave other shit up that they shouldn't have fucking up. I've been saying this shit for months, but I guess it's falling on deaf ears. Look, I agree with you on, on the first fact that they, they take shit down that does not need to be taken down. Take it down. And we've both been a part of a part of those things, right? Where it's like, bro, what did I do? Like, why is this getting taken down? I'm like on Twitter, we've been a part of it. Get kicked out and banned out off of Twitter. What did I do? It's not even that bad. You can show a whole asshole on Twitter, but I can't call somebody asshole on Twitter, right? Yeah. So, what? so so we we've all been through that. But what the thing I don't agree with is people blaming TikTok for people doing it. Why? Because oh, when I was a kid, I don't. why? Because when I was a kid. People were blaming rappers for the crime in the inner city. Yeah. Right? They were, you know, they not 
they weren't blaming Scarface on TV, you know, where that's actual organized crime that you can see people blowing people brains out or Godfather. They're not blaming that. They're blaming rap music for the Craminator City. This is that in a different form. How about parents? Parent. Yeah. And don't let your kid be on fucking TikTok all goddamn day long. My daughter wants to be on TikTok all day, but I'm not going to let her do that shit. I'm not doing it. I'm not a part of that. She does not have it on her devices or none of that. Why? Because I understand there's going to be some content. How content goes to, to, to minors, how it goes to, you know, how the algorithm works and what is they're bound to see something. A friend is bound to send them something. That's the world we live in today. If TikTok didn't even exist, it would be on some other platform. True. But do you think there should be more of a fucking balance? Because I feel like they actually promote these stupid challenges and the more violent it is, it seems to get more of a fucking push behind TikTok until it gets some outrage and then they start yeah. taking it down. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think there, there needs to be a little bit more oversight as to, yeah. to what, but I did. you have to realize how many videos go up every day. How many millions upon millions of videos go up and are things going to slip through the cracks? Yeah, it's going to happen. So I don't even know how many. I mean, they could be blocking millions. And these are just the ones that are able to get through until people report them. You know what I mean? Or they could just be blocked. I don't know what they block. I mean, shit. Well, they block Black Lives Matter in your profile if you got that. Yeah, you can't have that. You can't have that. You can't even say that. The Kimbe Matumbo and shit. They're like, ah, get that shit out of here. Yeah, they got got Will Chamberlain. They got Will Chamberlain to paint for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Like, damn. But what I can say, bro, is TikTok the devil? I mean, like I said, you can you can blame anything on anything, right? Yeah. To me, it comes back to the parents. What are the parents doing? Are you involved with your kids? Are you watching what they're watching? You know, are you, you know, being a part in actually communicating with your kids, let them know right, wrong, blah, blah, blah. No, kids are gonna be kids, they're gonna do dumb shit sometimes. Yeah. It's gonna happen. You want to prevent, you know, because how many, if this was that big of a, TikTok was that big of a deal and this thing was going around like wildfire, how many more kids would have been slapping teachers? We would, this would have just been a pandemic of teachers being slapped across the nation. You know what I'm saying? A slapademic? Clow, clow. All none of the slaps. Yeah, Ellie, you're right. So Ellie says uh, parents raising these disrespectful ass kids too. Yeah. Yeah. They are. You are right. They are. Damn. They are, they but if your if your kids are disrespectful with my kids, you better know how to fight as a parent. <laughs> Tell you that right now, you better know how to fight as a parent. I don't play about I, a bunch of I shit. Like I let slide, but I, I'm not. I don't play about my kids, bro. Hey, and bro, I'm gonna have one one yeah, decent bro. conversation with you. Hell yeah. I'm gonna have Hell one yeah. decent regular conversation with you. Hey, make sure your child is not fucking with my kid. You better have that conversation with them because then it's gonna be between you and I. Yeah, bro. Because yeah. I'm not raising my kid, my kids to be disrespectful. My kids aren't going to disrespect other people. My kids yeah. are very respectful to others, because that's what I teach in my household. Yeah. See, I feel like okay, because I don't have kids. Yeah. I see how you, Tommy, aka Turt, you know what I mean, Kevion. I see how like y'all raise y'all kids. Yeah. So I know I'm like, bro, ain't about to raise my kid to be disrespectful or none of that shit. Huh. But I like that line, like, nigga, you better be ready to know how to fight if you're teaching your kids to be disrespectful and shit. Yeah. And like, nigga, I'm teaching respect, and you, 
Now I gotta whoop your daddy's ass. Yeah. Right in front of you. Come that'd be on. a hard that'd be a hard, very hard lesson for a kid to learn on why his dad got fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because he decided he wanted to uh blow a spit bubble in the back of my kid's ear. Yeah. That was a very hard lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so you would think twice about that. Yeah, man. But then that's also giving uh that kid some ammunition because when that dad tried to discipline, hey, take out the trash. Hey, you better I'm gonna call uh Bell's dad over here, whoop your ass again. <laughs> oh shit. I'll take out the trash. I got it. God damn. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, but again, I I, I agree with you as far as you know, TikTok needs to have moderators, but I don't completely blame TikTok for that because this is the internet is just something that is going to be tough to navigate, bro. And I, I don't know how I'm going to do it once, you know, my daughter gets you know heavily into it. There's way too much information, too much shit on the internet. Yeah. That all kids should know about that they do know about. All I'm saying is this, man. TikTok, just have more balance, my nigga. Yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all get my videos blocked immediately, immediately. They get silent yeah. like that. I'm just saying, bro. Yeah. Let some of my videos slip through the cracks. All yeah. right. <laughs> That's no, all. You just you just gotta get them there and shuck a jive. They'll put your shit out real quick. That now they will be get in there and do that shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's damn bullshit, bro. You get up. That's I mean, that's what motherfuckers was doing. That's that's how TikTok became famous. Yes, just dancing, just sandbagging around, right? Doing yeah. all the dances, and then all of the white kids started doing those fucking dances too, right? They started doing that same bullshit, and that's how TikTok became like a relevant thing. And uh, oh, TikTok you know, was riddled with those dances, those stupid fucking dances, and fucking voiceovers. Like yeah. it, the the you hate like, those goddamn voiceovers, bro. <laughs> some some dances are cool though, bro. It's choreographed and that, but most of them is just like man, you it's so gimmicky. And then the voiceover is like, ugh, ugh. Why are you voicing over another woman? Why don't you just read out what she's saying in your own voice? Because that's the cool thing to do, man. I'll be, I'll be like, ugh, what the fuck? Why are you what the, fucking robot? It sounds TikTok like- just teaches, again, I'm going to say this again. TikTok teaches you how to be a follower. That's all it teaches. This person got a lot of likes from this. I'm going to do this as well because I want to be just like them. Yeah, and get a lot of likes. That's what te- it doesn't teach you to be an individual. It teaches you how to follow other people. <coughs> even you find a formula. Even a way to like get the give off information out on there, bro. It's like you got to do the old gimmicky shit. Even like the way people in racism. Yeah. Say no to drugs. Yeah. They don't talk though. It'd be the little robot and they point. Yeah. You feel me? Uh-huh. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Sexism is bad. And Sarah says, and why, why are little kids walking around with cell phones and tablets? I didn't have a phone until I was 15. I mean, well, I, think, I think that type of shit, the, the age of a kid not having a fucking tablet or cell phone by the time they're 15, that shit is over. Yeah. yeah. I, I, cell phone is actually... You want a kid to kind of have that shit because this shit is a dangerous world out there. You yeah. know? And like, 
you want them to be able to kind of contact you within, you know, quickly if some bullshit pop off. Yeah, but, man, my girls are my, they have phones that only call your parents. Okay, and that's what that's yeah. what we're gonna get for my daughter, you know, because she's eight now. So like it's time, you know, eight, nine, ten years old is when I think that they should have something when they're yeah. out to be able to contact us, right? Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely hundred percent right. That time is over. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. kids not to, to not to have a t- at least a tablet, yeah, um, to be able to keep themselves busy because kids don't go outside and play. We went outside and played, dog. Yeah, we played. We got fucking dirty, nigga. We was out. But I don't want my daughter outside playing where I can't see her because the world is not what it used to be. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's not a bunch of kids playing in my in my neighborhood. Bunch of houses over here, you never really see kids outside playing. That's, That's just, crazy, bro. You know, That's so she, she says, but not at five years old. You know, I mean, that's just the that's just the, the normalized world that we live in at this point. Yeah, a bunch um, of just the follower shit. Like, oh, let me get a five year old tablet because my blah blah blah. You feel me? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't have a problem with it. If, if you're monitoring what they're doing, I don't have a problem with it. Like if, when I was a kid, you know, when I was in the house young at a young age, I was fucking in the house watching Gumby all goddamn day, right? I got you. So now, the, you know, like my son wants to watch fucking Baby Shark all the time. I don't want to watch that shit on my TV. You know how annoying it is to watch Baby Shark how every sound? day? Let me hear it. Come on. All do, day? Do the impression of Baby Shark. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Come on. But, but but shark. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I've done that enough. Do the, sung, I, come on, bro. Do it for I, us. I, I, no. All right. If I sing baby shark, you gotta twerk. You gotta get up and twerk your ass on camera. If I <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so you ain't doing that, so I ain't doing this. But you know how annoying it is to hear fucking baby shark all goddamn day every day? Uh-uh. I don't So I, what do I do? Give my son a tablet and put headphones on him. All right, now you can listen to all your the fucking baby shark you want to listen to, and I ain't got to hear that shit. It makes sense, though. And also, like, when I was three, I started playing video games. It's the same concept. Yeah. At this, at yeah, we'd be, we'd be heavy on Mario and fucking Sonic and shit like that, right? Yeah. Fucking super, super fucking Mario 3 shit. <laughs> my wife said he's fed up with baby shark. You don't know what we go through. They don't, baby. They don't know what we go through. <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Goddamn son every day. I want baby shark. The first literally the first thing he says. Seven o'clock in the morning he wakes up. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock he wakes up. First thing I want to watch baby shark. First thing he says. <laughs> like, bruh, come on, fam. Can I get a reprieve? He yeah. said, I want I want to watch baby shark. And then he says, I want waffle and orange juice every morning. Hell yeah. That's just what he wants to do. So that's his thing. Should I have to watch that shit as a parent? Because I when I don't have to. Nah, fam. I got you, bro. No more. Uh, so you got a you got a lie for me today? Oh, I most definitely do have a lie for you. you like how I said it in that voice. Yeah, it's very very sensual. Yeah. So one day. <laughs> very sensual. Never mind. I'm gonna stop that voice because uh. <laughs> Bro, weak ass cliches. Don't like them. So, so hold on. What does lie stand for? Let the people know that don't that, that haven't listened to this segment before. Hey Amen. Lie stands for let's investigate everything. Okay. All right. So, weak ass cliches. You know, roommate, we was talking one day, 
you know, that nigga was high. I wasn't, but sometimes I still be talking like I'm high when I ain't. So we just talk about flies and shit. And we was like, we got cliches like, drop you, you talking about flies that are African? <laughs> yes. <laughs> me, me and the African was talking about flies. First, we was wondering what habitat they live in. It was like, what the fuck? What habitat these niggas live in? You feel me? An ass? And, no. An ass is not a fucking habitat. That An ass can be a habitat. <laughs> what you mean? Nah, but real talk, bruh. Like, no, nigga. No, an ass. You know what? Let me just tell the lie. All right. Anyway, the lie is dropping like flies. Nigga. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't understand that. I've never been anywhere where I see fucking flies just falling out the sky. Have you seen flies dropping like motherfuckers? I've never seen it. I nah. see them alive and well. Only time I see them dead is either when fucking we killed them with shoes or whatever we got to swat them motherfuckers, or if you drowned them. That's it. Well, I see them in a windowsill dead every now and then. Yeah, because the, they've been trying to get out for a minute. You know what I mean? You hear them motherfuckers buzzing around, but I've never been anywhere where I'm like, God damn, there's hella flies falling out the goddamn sky. Never. Now, maybe there was one time in history, like when they had plagues and shit, like there was a, 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 plague, a plague of flies. Maybe that's, that's where the term came from. And maybe they all died at the same time because they were born, born around the same time. But I think that that term goes more towards the, the life expectancy of a fly. I believe they only live for 24 to 36 hours um, as a full adult fly. Yeah. So that's where the term dropping like flies came from. But it still doesn't make any sense because, like you said, I've never seen flies just f- falling out the sky. I've yeah. never seen it. But a fly then again, fly I, around you and be like, damn, just drops dead on yeah. the table. Damn. Now I see. I, I've been trying to kill. Bro, like I've been in a situation where I'm like, nigga, this fly has been alive for two and a half weeks. I've been trying to kill the same fucking fly. Am I goddamn house? You know what I mean? We've all been there, bro. It's like, bro, this fly will die. And it only come around when you about to eat. Yeah. Where does fly come from, bro? Where the fuck is this fly hey. living at? <laughs> oh, the flies have actually uh 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 evolved. Cause now cause we got fly invest investation like outside and shit, bro. Like sometimes we get these flies be coming in our fucking crib. So be like we be having like sometimes hella flies in the crib. It's like fuck, bro. And like these motherfuckers don't they don't come out when you eat. Our house is clean too. They start coming in when we cleaned the house, not when it was like dirty and shit. Just when we start house. Damn, your, house your house too dirty for the flies. The flies are like, no, I'm not <laughs> fucking around with that. He's like, I can live in this ass crack over here, but I'm not going to that goddamn house. <laughs> no, nigga. Throughout the years, bro, like, bro, we start cleaning our house even like it got better. We be burning candles and shit. We bought new furniture and all that shit. Now flies want to come in like, oh shit. We can- yeah, it's comfortable, nigga. They comfortable in the house. Yeah, it's comfortable. Last time I was in this motherfucker, I ain't had this shit. Is this a lazy boy? And <laughs> this couch comfortable. Nigga, move over. Like, nigga, I'm about to start charging these flies rent, nigga. Come disturb. They don't disturb. They don't disturb while we eat, though. They wait right to where we start watching fucking TV, a sporting event, YouTube. Fly, fly right on the goddamn TV. Oh, y'all got the y'all got the Mike Pence flies over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fly just flew right on the fucking TV. Bow. Like, 
damn, this motherfucker must like this show. I'm going to sit back and relax with the fly. <laughs> I ain't going to be chasing around trying to kill the fly. I ain't going to fuck up my zen. Fuck it. This nigga, Jeremy, like, I got to kill it. Where is he? Oh, my God. I was like, nigga, you might as well just sit back, relax, and be like, yo, enjoy this show. That goes back to what we were talking about initially. There is an innate hate between Africans and flies because of what happened to his ancestors. <laughs> what happened to his ancestors, bro? What well, the they were happened? obviously riddled in, in, you know, in a hut somewhere, and they were riddled <laughs> with fucking flies. Oh and my God. flies bring disease and pestilence. So therefore, <laughs> many, many years later, now he's like, I got to kill every fucking fly I see, fam. You cannot survive around me. You're not about to get me and my loved ones sick. So therefore, he's a fly hunter at this point. I mean, it's just, <laughs> again, it's things, run, things run, run full circle. But where do flies live, Sarah says? He's a fly hunter. Wow, that's a fucking funny ass thing. The answer to that question is with Africans. That's where flies live. Yo, is this still the joke that like one fly is assigned to one? To African? every African, yeah. When, <laughs> when you're born, look, there's certain things. Like if you're born Asian, when you turn 16, they send you a Honda. You know, a Honda Civic, preferably. No. Right? <laughs> when you, yeah, and when you're African. And you turn five years old, you get assigned to fly. <laughs> Do they give him the fly as like remember in uh fucking Lion King and Simba was presented? The circle yeah. Yeah. the circle of flies, and then it's a fucking hella fly flying around them. And yeah, they hold up the fucking fly larvae in front of you. And you know, you <laughs> You gotta raise that like it's your old child. <laughs> oh, this lie was intense. <laughs> this lie, weak ass cliches. Fucking hate him, bro. Oh my god, that was fucking incredible, bro. All right, man. Before before we get out of here, bro. Uh-huh. I've been telling y'all, bro. You and Byron. I think I was born to be a supervillain. My first pet was a cat, right? Uh-huh. You feel me? And I start, I'm like, why the fuck are supervillains like cats so much? You feel me? Like, bro, cats are mad protective and they gangster as fuck, bro. Look at this video, bro. Hold on, man. I got to show you. This why I want a cat, bro. This why I want a motherfucking cat. They don't back down from shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! (laughs) Yes, the alligator. Yeah! Look at that! (laughs) Yeah! Cat don't back down from nothing! Yeah! Yeah! I thought cats were scared of hella scared of snakes. Hell no! They don't give a fuck! That's why people be putting the cucumbers on the ground and then fucking cats will freak out. <laughs> nope. Cats evolve, look it. Going to get some motherfucking lion. Look out! Ooh, it's a bear, nigga! <laughs> yeah, cats fucking cheat, though, bro. These niggas got nine lives, man. Ah, come on, bro. 
See, they don't get scary until like the last three lives, bro. Like the first six lives, they fucking they bold and bad and shit. They'll go up against a tiger and an alligator. Those last three come, they ain't fucking with you though. They out. Oh my god, bro, you right, bro. Because of nine lives, bro. Scruffleupagus. Scruffleupagus. Name of the cat. Scruffleupagus. Whooping ass. That's why super villains have cats. They about that life. And they fun the pet. <laughs> you gonna really lean into this cat man shit, ain't you? Yeah, might as well shit. Cat man! <laughs> cat man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we appreciate you tuning in to episode number 27 of Magic Tank Podcast, in which we are brought to you by Cumber City Mechanical Inc., Triple Seven Clothing Line, and First Place Losing Clothing Line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we appreciate your time for this week. We went over a little bit longer than we normally do, but fuck it, we can do what we want because this is our platform. Now, Magic, let me ask you this. Where can they find us if they're looking for us? Bro, you can find us from our potters out there. SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is type in Kamal Johnson or the Magic Think Tank. Bow! We pop right the fuck up. From our tubers out there, Kamal Johnson ENT. Y'all adults, y'all know what to do. That's all I'm going to motherfucking say. Hey, for the people that's watching the live, for the people that's going to tune into the pod, and for the people that's going to watch us on YouTube, give yourself a fucking hand clap. Y'all the greatest. Hell yeah. The greatest motherfucking audience of all time. Yeah. The best looking motherfuckers of all time. Ooh. The best water drinking motherfuckers of all time. The best motherfuckers on the laptop of all time. The best motherfuckers to turn on and off the light. The best motherfuckers to walk down the street of all time. That's who y'all are. Know yeah. about it. Stick your chest out. Rep out for the Magic Think Tank podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your time this week. Please tune in next week for episode number 28. Magic is going to have something real special coming up for y'all, man. So uh, don't be afraid to uh, tune in and um, get ready for some dope shit coming from Magic, man. Yes, sir. On that note, we out, y'all. Peace out. Peace.